Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Betfair Brownlow Lowdown for 2022. Damien Watson in the chair filling in this week and I'm joined by a man who's probably in one of the more enviable places on the planet at the moment. All thanks to Betfair, don't let bookies make the rules, back or lay, same game multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly, call 1-800-858-858. I speak of Tommy Haylock and he joins us direct from Darwin, ahead of the Darwin Cup Carnival. How are you Tommy? Oh, great, mate. Yes, great to be with you. Uh, plenty happening. I'm looking outside and it's uh, not a cloud in the sky here in Darwin. So um, I don't want to make the listeners too jealous, but it's uh, <laughs> it's brilliant at this time of year. And it's just starting to heat up as well. The uh, the weekend is going to be a big one. We've got uh, the Palmerston Sprint on Saturday. We've got the Darwin Cup Bowl Saturday night. And then obviously the big one, the Darwin Cup on Monday. So plenty more ahead. And I'm, I'll probably be tired when I touch base with you next week. Let's see. What's the temperature check at the moment? 34 and humid? Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah, about, not too humid, but about 32 or something like that. So you don't even need a check, mate. That's the brilliant thing. You just wake up and it's going to be hot and dry. Sensational. All right, let's review what happened last week as far as the effect on the Brownlow market is concerned. And we go back to one of the games of the season, Collingwood versus Essendon. Talk about sick beats. It was quite remarkable, wasn't it, with the Pies getting off to an absolute fly, kicking six goals to virtually nothing in the first term. But didn't it fluctuate? And wasn't it reflect on the market? It reflected, I guess, on the market as well. Yeah, so it was my one vote last week in terms of uh, my bet. My one vote bet was backing Essendon to beat Collingwood, Damien, and uh, absolute sick beats. It's, oh. uh, it's amazing in terms of betting, but the beauty of Betfair, and I'll talk about this in a second, as you said, Collingwood kicked the first six goals of the match. They traded as low as a $1.07 at quarter time. Oh. So they were short, short price favourites at $1.07 at quarter time. Um, there were six goals, two at one point, 37 points up. Essendon came back, hit the hit the lead in the uh, third quarter. They traded as low as $1.06. So you've had... Collingwood traded $1.07, Essendon traded $1.06, Collingwood traded as high as $10 late in the piece and obviously got the chocolates after the, the siren. But the beauty of Betfair, Damien, you can actually set these bets up, you can call up as well, um, and you can do it all and lay off and hedge. And, and even if you were smarter than me, you could back Essendon at the 2.20, 2.30 mark during the week, what I came on the show last week, and, and set a little late trap up at that dollar ten or whatever and uh, have it in play, and that would have got matched and you would have won either way. So you can do bits and pieces like that on Betfair. That's the beauty of it. But um, a sick beat to start off the one vote, mate. Yes, exactly. And give us an honest answer. What was your reaction when Elliot firstly took the mark and then kicked the goal from very acute angle? Well, I was actually a bit out of range. I was at Kakadu, so oh. I ducked away for the weekend and uh, I got back and watched the last two minutes. And, um, yeah, it's an amazing goal. Um, I uh, checked Twitter and social media and Essendon supporters were blowing up and Collingwood supporters are up and about, but all happening. That's it. Now, your two votes related to Christian Petrarca. What are your thoughts on his Brownlow chances? Is certainly a significant amount of competition. Do you think he might shorten? On the market? Yeah, well, I did last week, and I don't actually think he'll poll any votes on the weekend. So the Brownlow Metal Predictor on uh, betfair.com.au forward slash hub forward slash Brownlow dash metal dash predictor has all the stats there. Um, they haven't got Petraka polling this week, so I probably got this one wrong. But that said, he was 
as much as seventeen dollars around last week, he's about that thirteen dollar mark. So he, he, even though he didn't poll, he's actually um, he's in the he's shortened. So I don't know what's happened there, but um, yeah. he's seventeen to thirteen dollars, about that twelve dollar mark now. Um, he's shortened, and just going back to that uh, Bod to Pally, Jamar Hagen and. Then the one vote, maybe Oliver and Gorn fight it out, but Bont and uh, Jamara Ugelhagen will definitely fight out the three votes, you think, and that was another brilliant game of footy. Certainly was one of the rounds of the season. In fact, probably one of the rounds of the last few years, to be truthful. Mm. Now, you mentioned Clayton Oliver. That's relevant to your three votes. He had 28 possessions and 13 clearances in Melbourne's loss on the weekend. Yeah, I was, I've been turning his horn the last couple of weeks, Damien, and I, I still think he's a major player in the Brownlow, and we'll talk about the firmers and, and whatnot in a, in a few minutes, but I still think he's a massive uh, chance. Now, he actually had his second lowest disposal tally of the year, but it's 28. He um, still had a big impact on the game. He had 28 disposals, managed 13 clearances and 21 contested, if you don't mind, so... They were both game highs. He may possibly sneak in for one vote. I thought Max Gorn, just watching the game, I thought Max Gorn was enormous in that last quarter. Um, his stats were, were fantastic. He had 25 possessions, five clearances, 40 hitouts, and his hitouts in the last quarter were influential. So I just I'm worried a little bit about the result. If Melbourne won, maybe Oliver, um, I was cheering on Melbourne, that's for sure, through my... Uh, through my kick there, but uh, I still think he's a major player. We'll touch on that in a minute, but um, Oliver, he's, he's been around the mark and I still think he's pretty, I still think he's the one to beat, put it that way. All right, fair enough. Just reviewing some of the matches from last weekend, the draw on Friday night between Richmond and Fremantle and having a look at the statistics, Hayden Young and Andrew Brayshaw figuring prominently. Yes, now Hayden Brayshaw, um, Hayden Young, sorry, had uh, 10 coaches votes. Perfect. Best game of his season, 31 touches, 14 marks. Um, outstanding, outstanding performance. Um, Dion Prestia was good. Shea Bolton was good. Andrew Brayshaw probably uh, doesn't get the votes. He only had 156 metres gained, well down on his season average of 392. He had seven kicks and 21 handballs to make up his 28 possessions. Low-scoring match. Uh, I can't really see him polling, although he did get plenty of the ball. So um, that's probably the, the point to make from that match. But it was a bit of a bizarre match, wasn't it? Yeah, no doubt about that. You had a goalless third quarter between both sides, which is highly unusual even in this and day and age. <laughs> I, read a, I read a stat as well, Damien. The last score, the final score, 52 apiece. No team scored in the last 11 and a half minutes of the match. It's the longest ever in to, to finish a match that ended in a draw, the next best is only four minutes. So oh. no team scored in the last 11 and a half minutes. It's amazing. Trying to think of that match where it was four minutes. Uh, you're quite right. <laughs> it's uh, quite remarkable, isn't it? That would test my statistical ability. <laughs> Brisbane versus the Gold Coast. Probably an underrated match in the sense that it was toing and froing for much of the game. Toot Miller, he's just been a model of consistency, hasn't he? And he exemplified that on the weekend. Yeah, spot on. He gets uh, he gets three. They got beaten, but Took Miller won the medal. He won the Ashcroft medal and thirty four disposals, twenty kicks. If you don't mind, eight coaches votes. Um, Neil Neil and Starsevich. Neil's the big one from the Brownlow medal perspective outside of Took Miller. He can get two or one here. Um, Neil was fantastic. He got eight coaches votes um, as well. Uh, got a really good stat. Neil had thirty two possessions um, and obviously in a, a match winning performance. Um, they won the match, Brisbane, but. Took Miller's a big firmer. He was 19 into $12 on the back of his um, Ashcroft medal. But um, 
Interesting stat for you. One in every nine matches, Damien, or once a round, so that's 11%, a player polls three votes in a losing side since 2012. So that's one in every nine. So one round, one game a week, basically, a team loses and a team and someone from that team polls three votes. And Took Miller looks likely to do that again. So he'll um, he'll make up one of those 11% in the last 10 years. Um, Also, there's been 19 Ashcroft medals awarded um, in the last 10 years. 15 of those have polled three votes. So that's 79% of the, the medal winners, the feature medal winners, have polled three votes. That is significantly higher than any other medal. Um, to put it in perspective, I think the the Sydney um, mm. well, the Sydney medal is about 1.2%, 1.2 votes per game, yep. whereas this is 2.74 votes per game for the medal winner. So they generally go on and poll three if you win the medal between the Brisbane and the Gold Coast. So you'd almost guarantee Took Miller... Um, to get three in that match. Now, we've spoken already at length about the Bulldogs v Melbourne game. Jamara was absolutely sensational with his five goals. Going to Carlton v GWS, certainly a hyped game as far as the Blues are concerned. And Sam Walsh, wasn't he absolutely brilliant? And Paddy Cripps just continuing to work in tandem. Yeah, spot on. Now, um, they had the big two. Saad was dominant. He got eight coaches' votes. He had a really good game. Cripps and Walsh got six coaches' votes apiece. Cripps had 34 possessions, one goal. He'll get votes. Walsh, 31 possessions as well. Um, the Brownlow medal predictor has got both Cripps and Walsh fighting out for those three votes. But Saad could surprise here. As I said, he got more coaches' votes than Cripps and Walsh. So I think those three, if you're going back to this round, um, looking through the year on Brownlow night, I think the votes will be Saad, Cripps and Walsh. I think Cripps... We'll get three. I've got Walsh for two, but uh, they'll be fighting it out there, and they've shaken up the market a little bit. Big firmers throughout the week. All right, and Port Adelaide v Geelong, another ripping contest, a high-scoring affair as well. How do we negotiate around that when you look at the statistics? Because there are a number of contributors there. It's really hard to dissect, and this will be a massive one for the models and and how it works. Um, It was a very even round. Tom Atkins um, had a perfect 10 coaches' votes, so he was enormous. Uh, that's that's huge from that perspective. Um, he had um, 24 disposals, seven tackles. Tom Atkins, Dixon kicked two goals to two, had 23 possessions in the losing side. Uh, Dangerfield and Selwood, incredibly quiet for a, a winning team, which is um, amazing. They Dangerfield had 11 touches and a goal. Selwood, 13 touches. So that you very rarely see Geelong win and win well with those two polling or getting that, that, those kind of possessions. Hawkins will get votes. You'd think he kicked four goals and 15 possessions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, not not much from a Brownlow medal perspective, but just a couple of interesting stats there around Dagerfield and Selwood. Well, they do tend to like the goal kickers, though, the umpires when it comes to Brownlow votes. Now, just before we head to the break, Tommy, what were the round firmers and drifters? Yeah, let's do it. Took Miller was the biggest firmer. He polled, um, he's polled three in the, of the last four matches. He won the medal, obviously, as I said, and he's firm from about that $19 into $13. So he's the big mover. Cripps and Walsh, the other two, attracted plenty of market support on the back of their performance. As I said, I think they'll fight out the three votes as the Brownline medal predictor has it. All right, fantastic. On the other side of this break, on the Bitfair Brownlow Lowdown, we'll have a look at the round ahead of the players to watch. You're listening in. All thanks to Betfair. Don't let bookies make the rules back or lay same-game multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858 if you have any issues. Tom Haylock will rejoin us after the break. Welcome back to the Betfair Brownlow Lowdown. Damian Watson and Tommy Haylock with you for Betfair. Don't let bookies make the rules back or lay same-game multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly, of course. Call one 
1-800-858-858 if you have any issues. Let's take a look at the round ahead, Tommy, and some of the players to watch. Fremantle v Melbourne should be a beauty on Friday night. It deserves a marquee status, and there are a few potential advisors when it comes to staking a claim. Clayton Oliver, who we've spoken about already at length, being one of those. Yeah, this is one of the more open brown lows we've seen. Um, last year was a similar boat, which is fantastic, but it means I can come here and talk to you, which is great. But Friday night, absolute beauty. Fremantle versus Melbourne. I dare say whoever wins this game is going to go a long way to winning a Brownlow medal for the likes of Andrew Brayshaw, Clayton Oliver, Christopher Tracker. So they're the three you've got to look out for Friday night. If you've got an opinion either way, if you think Fremantle are going to win, um, you might want to have something Brayshaw. If you think Melbourne are going to win, Oliver and Petraka, um might firm as well. Now, if we go and have a look at their polling history. Um, Andrew Brayshaw hasn't polled in five games against Melbourne, which is interesting, but he's had 28 and 29 disposals the last two times they've met. He was uh, fantastic in a 38-point win against Melbourne last time. They meant he uh, got two coaches' votes and he might have polled in that match. So he he's got... A bit of a mixed form line against Melbourne, but if uh, Fremantle win, he's going to have to play well, so consider that. Clayton Oliver, 36 disposals last time they met in a, in a loss. Obviously, that was that 38-point loss. Um, he got two coaches' votes there. Round 1, 2021, he had 35 disposals and earned himself seven coaches' votes and three Brownlow medal votes against Fremantle. And Petraka, interestingly, he's never polled a Brownlow vote against Fremantle, wow. Damien. So there's a little interesting oh. stats. Um Obviously, round 11, he had 10 possessions, one of his quietest yeah. games for the year. He was a bit sick, I think. Um, they said that. I don't know if they said that after the match or before the match, but he clearly wasn't himself. And um, yeah, that was a bit of a blip on the radar for Petraka. Yeah, no doubt about that. But you would suspect he would amend the record or atone for that record in, if it's not this match, the seasons to come. Adelaide v Carlton, certainly a lot of the line ramification-wise for the Blues. Paddy Cripps and Sam Walsh certainly have decent records against the Crows. Yeah, they were high up in the brown eye last year. They look to be high up again this year. Cripps has a really good record against Adelaide. Last time they met in round 80, he had 35 disposals and two goals. The umpires gave him... A few free kicks. I think he got two goals from Freeze that night or that day. And prior to that, he had a couple of quiet games versus the, versus the Crows. Um, in, 2020, in 2018 and 2019, he had 37 and 39 disposals, respectively. So, um, and five Brownlow votes. So, he's, besides his two quietish games, um, he's dominated against the Crows. So, I'm looking for him to, to poll really well. He's, I just think he's a ball. I think he'll be hard, to, hard for that Adelaide midfield to contain. And uh, he's starting to get back into some fine form. Sam Walsh, the other one, three votes when the two teams met in 2021. That was round 15. He had 38 disposals. Um, when they played in round eight, he had no coaches' votes, but he did have 26 possessions. So um, he was in the vets in, in the best, but he uh, still accumulated possessions. But Cripps was clearly dominant when they met this time uh, early in the year. Yeah, that's right. Just having a look at the Gold Coast v West Coast game, Tommy. We've spoken about Took Miller before. It's interesting, coming into this season, he's had no career votes against the Eagles, which is intriguing given his consistency over his time, although he was pretty good in round one. Spot on. Um, yeah, no career votes, coach, no career votes against West Coast, sorry. Um, similar to Petraka, they're probably due now, and I think Took Miller will have a field day against West Coast. Um, playing at home... 
round one when the two teams met, he was clearly best on ground. So he had that, um, you'd think he polls by now, he would have polled a vote. He had 29 possessions when they met earlier in the year, eight coaches votes, no doubt he'll poll then. So I think he could have a big game against West Coast. I wouldn't be surprised if he firms again, he's in fine form, took Miller. That's right. And Richmond v Brisbane, Lockie Deal, a name synonymous with the word Brownlow in recent years, as we know. And he's been very, very good against the Tigers and had one of his career best days against them back in 2019. It's a crucial game as far as the season is concerned for both sides. Do you think he'll live up to the hype and live up to the expectation? Yeah, spot on. Now, if he goes to the Brownlow meta predictor on Betfair Hub, Lockie Neal's leading the Brownlow at the moment. So he's... Uh, 26 and a half votes. Andrew Brayshaw's on 25 and a half votes. Clayton Oliver, 24 and a half. So there's three votes separating those three, and only one vote behind is Christian Petraka. So um, he's on 23 and a half. You've got Paddy Cripps and Sam Walsh on 22 and 19 votes. Um, Lockie Neal, despite leading, is not favourite. He's uh, $4 at the moment. Andrew Brayshaw's mm. $3.80. Oliver, $4.60. Um, so the market's almost identical to the Brownlow medal predictor, but just the, the two favourites are split. But as you said, this is a huge game, Richmond versus Brisbane this week. Neal, the last six times he's played Richmond, he's racked up 26, 26, 51, if you don't mind. Yes. 35, 23, and 37 disposals. So he's absolutely... Killing it against Richmond. Um, they don't usually tag. At 51 in uh, round 23, 2019, that is phenomenal. He got three Brownlow votes in that losing uh, losing game. They lost for 27 points. You'd, you'd have to give him a, a three-voter after getting 51, wouldn't you, Damon? Oh, mind you, you remember the story about Greg Williams? He had 44 possessions in a game yes. for the Blues against Melbourne uh, back in 1993. Did not pull a Brownlow vote. That cost him the Brownlow. That was the year Wanganine won. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love the hard luck stories. It's amazing. There's a few. I remember I'm a Crows man, and Andrew McLeod had something like yes. 30 and 3 and didn't get a vote late in the season. Um, 2001 he when he ball. was runner-up to Ackermanis. Yeah. yeah, that's right. You're all over it. Yeah, I remember um, that well. Yeah, so there's a few hard luck stories, and luckily no no key chances have been suspended this year, which is um, interesting. But yeah, huge game, Richmond Brisbane. Brisbane need a win, and if they do, Neil no doubt will will get plenty of the ball. All right, let's go through your votes for the weekend ahead. Where's your one vote going? Yeah, so I'm advising my one vote play for the weekend, staying out of Fremantle Melbourne. I find it hard to pick a, a winner. I think Fremantle. Uh, going really well defensively. Melbourne are just going at the moment. I think Melbourne will win. I'll tip Melbourne, but I'm keeping a close eye on the match and, more importantly, keeping a close eye on the Brownlow market. So you can still bet in play in the Brownlow market. So you can watch that, watch the match on Friday night, and if um, Oliver gets off to a good start or Petraka gets off to a good start or Fremantle look like winning, you can jump on that Brownlow medal market and start getting yourself into a position because they might shorten on the back of the team winning. So just that's my one voter. Just keep a close eye on the Brownlow market Friday night whilst watching the Fremantle-Melbourne game. And the two votes, I get the sense it'll be towards Paddy Cripps. Yes, spot on. Big watch on Cripper. I think he'll uh, dominate the Crows as he did earlier in the year. Um, Crows don't really have anyone to go with him. They've got a bit of a, a smaller, outsized midfield, and um, I think Cripps will dominate. He's a contested clearance beast. So two votes. Um, I'll be having something on Cripps um, and might trade out of him after this week, but I think he'll shorten on the back of a big game against Adelaide. And I'm going to concur with your free votes. Go ahead with it. Took Miller. All about Took Miller this week. Um, 
Oh, I think he'll have a big day against West Coast. He's flying at the moment. I'll just have a, a quick look at his recent polling. Um, he's polled three out of the last four matches, uh, according to the Brownlow Medal Predictor. Two in round 16, two in round 17, an off game round 18, and then three last week. I think he'll poll again here, and I think he'll continue to shorten. So he's into $13 at the moment. Um, I think he'll shorten and uh, be shorter on the back of that, mate. Do you think because he plays for the Gold Coast, that has an adverse effect on his ability to... Look, ultimately, he does poll well, but does it have any adverse effect at all, given he plays for a lower-profile club, shall we say? It's really interesting. Winning's obviously a huge point in that... Um, in that it's sort of mid-table, last aren't they? Yeah, yeah the, they, obviously, if you win, you're more likely to poll votes. But um, the stat I read earlier about the um, Ashcroft medals, a really interesting one, and, and that crossed my mind, Damien, around, obviously, they it's the highest. 15 of um, fifteen of 19 Ashcroft medal winners have polled three votes. That's the highest by far for any medal. And I just wonder whether that's because Brisbane and Gold Coast more so aren't, aren't in that uh, spotlight. So they tend to the umpires tend to get sucked in by the, the media voting for the winner. It's a really salient point. Um, I don't think so, but the, the media have started to pick on up on how good Took yeah. is last year, and I think there might be a flow-on effect this year. So um, I don't think it's a huge deterrent. No, I think he'll still poll well this year. Well, that'll be intriguing. And just quickly, just recap the price that Lockie Neal is to win the Brownlow. I think that's not bad so, value. Oh, you can chime in. I'm sticking with Clayton Oliver at $4.60, okay. but Lockie Neal, $4. I'll be building a book. I'm tending to risk Brayshaw as favourite at the moment. Um, Lockie Neal, $4. Clayton Oliver, $4.60. Petraka, 11 Cripps at $11.50. And Miller, I think, will firm from that $13 mark on the back of a big game versus West Coast. Alright, that's been another edition of the Betfair Brownlow Lowdown. Don't let bookies make the rules. Back or lay same-game multis only at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Thanks, Toby. All the best, mate. Cheers. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.